from the Pictures Out There studios. Welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Hello, everyone. This is Lee. And this is Dave. Welcome to part two of our discussion about the first of our three ideals, which you may remember we call common uniqueness. Common uniqueness. So we hope you each had a chance, like Dave and I did, to reflect on our past and current smaller communities of caring that we're all part of and reflect on whether they fully support our unique individuality and whether they also support belonging to the larger global community of humanity. So if your smaller community of caring and your connection to the larger global community of humanity are in alignment, that's awesome. Yay! Carry on. But, 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 if one or more of your smaller communities or groups don't really support your uniqueness or they're somehow not supporting our global community, we should consider adjusting something in our relationship to that smaller community or group that we do belong to. That can be a little scary, but we need to consider it. Absolutely. So there's really no good reason for your truest, your most authentic individual self to ever be what we'd call submerged or diluted or denied. Insert your negative attribute here. None. There's no reason for that. Ever? Ever. 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 There's no good reason further for your overwhelming commonality with all other humans ever to be submerged or diluted or denied in any fashion. Ever? Ever. All humans? All humans. Okay. Keeping the ideal of common uniqueness at the forefront of our lives, it does require some diligence and some vigilance amid the daily flurry of our social interactions and work and group involvements. But... We never stop being unique. We are unique and we are common with, Dave, all of humanity. All humanity. You know, Lee, we should paint our truest and most ambitious pictures of what the world can be with our ideal of commonality and individual uniqueness fully in mind. Our group affiliations and our unique smaller communities. And again, as we've talked about, these are communities of caring that mean so much to us, but they should always be supportive conduits and never inhibitors or roadblocks to our full expression of commonality and uniqueness. Our group affiliations should always let us build respectful bridges to other groups. Let's take a look at that line, respectful bridges. So, All of us are probably parts of multiple smaller communities, right? Right. We have our family. We have friends. Perhaps we're aligned with civic organizations with our employer, work group, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. But each and every one of those provides an opportunity to have a unique connection to the broader global community. Yep. So we can begin to do this today. There's no reason to wait. If we work and play toward the picture that we want to paint for tomorrow, by revving up those engines of our ideals. The powerful ideal engine 
That really is our common individual uniqueness and the powerful ideal engine that is our commonality with all other human beings. Thus, common uniqueness. There you go. So we're going to have some fun today, but it is fun to what we think is a very, very important point and a serious point. Here's one way to think about being our truest selves, our uniqueness, and being a full and engaged member of the global community, our commonality. And what we're going to be talking about here and what we will discuss, very important to underline, is not in conflict with afterlife concepts like heaven, akira, samsara, or nirvana, or others. It is not in conflict with those. So if one of those concepts or another one, whatever your view is of the afterlife, um, after we pass from this stage to another, is very important to you, we respect that. And what we're going to describe here doesn't call for you to dismiss that belief or concept in any way. But what we want to ask is, in a more broad sense, what if we are immortal? What if we were immortal? Wouldn't we work harder on figuring out where we should really go individually and as a species? So think about that a little bit. And you may already have. You may, as we're talking about this, you may go, got it. That's that. what you're describing is what I already believe. Cool. If it's not something you've thought about before, we're just inviting you to, to take a moment or a few moments and think about it a little bit. So if we were immortal or are immortal, wouldn't we work harder on figuring out now where we should really go in the future individually and also as a species? Wouldn't that just kind of change things if we kind of go, well, I'm always going to be around here. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. We think, uh, Lee and I, that we wouldn't settle so quickly for a lack of vision uh, or a lack of a picture, right? If we were immortal, wouldn't we say, gee, I, I might as well be my true self right now. I'm here forever. Yeah, forever, right? Why don't I just start now? Uh-huh. Why would I dilute any part of who I am individually? Because it's going to be a long time of playing a game of not being my true self, mm-hmm. right? And we would also, uh, wouldn't we say, uh, that we need to take really good care of everyone because everybody else is going to be here too. too. Think about the environment, the human resources and the natural resources. Yeah. Think about, think about the notion of we're all immortal and I'm just going to spend all of time not really caring about my neighbor or not caring about somebody that's across the globe. It, It doesn't make any sense. It's a little easier to contemplate doing that if we feel like we're here for a little bit and then we're gone right yeah and so uh, good luck to those of you who are still here after we've passed yep yeah you know hope hope things turn out okay for you yeah we wish you well i'm not really invested in that (laughs) right you know and so uh wouldn't we say we need to take really good care of everyone and each other right now and forever because we're all a part of this one immortal community absolutely so here's the deal And again, let's emphasize with respect to whatever your individual belief system is about the afterlife. We want this to be in harmony with all concepts of afterlife. If we assume, if we state, if we put a stake in the ground that says we are immortal, we really, really are. We are immortal. Well, how? 
through the lives of all of those who are to come after us. Maybe there's a little energy vibration of us that persists, right? Yeah. Through future generations. We are immortal. Their lives should feel real to us today. Those who are to follow should feel real to us in current time. Our love and caring for them should feel real to us today. We're living, think about this, under the future microscope of history. Lee, when we we talk about this, it makes me consider people in the past who were born, lived, and died before we ever came alive. I mean, if that's our great, 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 great grandparents or people before. And it makes me wonder, well, did any of them care about me Mm -hmm. or you or other people now the way we're describing? They, They never met us. You know, they, they died right before we ever, but did some of them care that way about us? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and it was people who, you know, in the past have stated the importance of certain things to them because of the future, Mm -hmm. because of what would happen in the future, because they wanted the future to be good. They wanted people to do well, people that they never even knew. Exactly. So we are immortal one way or another. So some of us so, might think of that as reincarnation. Stop, stop the press. You're, you're saying. We are immortal. We are immortal. We are immortal. Okay. One, we're, we're all hearing that now. This, <laughs> this is what we're postulating. We are immortal. We are immortal. Okay. I'm, I'm saying that with great emphasis. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so now, tell, tell us why. Okay, this could take several forms, right? Right. There are those of us who may believe in reincarnation, okay? Numerous lives that we live as we define the term life. Some people have that in their formal belief system of the afterlife. Some don't. Others of us might think, hey, through our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, through our family lineage, that's a way that we may be immortal, correct? Because of the DNA, the parts of us that that are absolutely carried forward into our descendants. Yeah. Now, I think those are a little bit easier to understand, but how about this one? Okay. How about if we posit that our immortality works because of those that we have befriended and those whose lives we've simply touched, maybe who haven't been in our family, maybe who've not been longtime friends, but we've touched them in some way. Oh boy, this is a pause point. And I think, of, and, and would invite you all as well, let's, let's all think about our friends and how much we care about them and how much we love our friends and how much they mean to us. And think about then the people, it may be their children, it may be other relatives, it may be friends of our friends. Think about our friends and how much they care about other people, including, again, people that will be descendants from them. Mm -hmm. And gosh, don't we want wonderful things to happen for all of our friends Mm -hmm. that we love so much and care so much about? And don't we want wonderful things to happen to all the people that they care about that we don't know? Yes. Yeah. And, And can't we stop for a minute and just absorb that? Absorb how much we want to have wonderful things happen to all of these people. Imagine if the, if we could take a family photograph, but in that family photograph, it'd be a very crowded frame because there'd be numerous generations of the family of our friends. 
wouldn't we care just as much about their great, 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 great grandchildren as we do about the friends? Absolutely. Of course we would. We'd be looking at that photograph and going, oh, I see a little bit of Dave and that boy there. And how wonderful. And Why can't we think that way now, absent that photograph? Right. And, and Lee, it makes me think about, too, all of the friends that I care so much about and, and who are so meaningful in my life and who I love so much. And I think about the fact that I didn't always know them. Mm-hmm. And I think about the fact that I met them and you get to know each other and this world opens up, you know, out of the friendship and love that you have with each other. And I think about all the people I don't know yeah, that I haven't met yet. Is there any reason not to think that there are all these people out there that I haven't met that again, once having met, I would feel the same way about, I would care about them. I would love them. I would care about their descendants. It's like the metaphor of the pebble dropping in the center of the pond and it ripples out. Think of that mental image in terms of generations in the future. And the more we go go toward the shore from the center of that pond, it might be multiple generations from today, but we would care equally about them. Here's another way for everyone that those folks love, just as we've been talking about. We all know about the whole six degrees of separation thing. I think Dave and I would argue there ain't no separation at all. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. a common global community, right? Yeah, we, we have all of these connections through people that are much, much tighter than we ever realized. Yeah. So we hope that we have persuaded you, we've sold you on the notion that we are indeed immortal. And we have, you know, on top of all of that that we've described, which we think is the most meaningful ways to think about this notion of we're all immortal, there is the fact that whatever is left of our physical selves, if you want to get to the molecular and atomic level, is still around. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, the ashes to ashes, dust to dust thing. The ashes are still here. The dust is still here. It morphs into something else. So uh, while, while what we're talking about is really much more from a spiritual perspective, there certainly is the physical piece of it where in some form, you know, we're still hanging around. Exactly. Okay, so what if we could shine a light on a new way forward for our biggest social opportunities on that basis of thinking how we're all immortal, we're all still here, uh, to a place where all of us you know, in the present and certainly in the future, live peacefully, successfully, and fulfilled. And again, as as we've hopefully sold you, I guess I would say, on this notion of we're all immortal, if any of us think that we can just kind of get out of this life, this existence, that easy, that we can just go, quote, die and go on to the next stage without leaving a part of ourselves behind, well, we're saying guess again. None of us get out of this life that easy, thank goodness. Yes. We, we love, we care, we have people that we care about who continue on in this existence after we have moved on to whatever that next stage is. So other people throughout human history have shown a very similar light on this opportunity. Their words and their efforts and actions have meant so much to so many people but we have yet to fully follow their words and examples to transform our society to its maximum potential. But we're here to say we do not have to wait. The door is open. That door has always been open. Yep. 
So uh, we have this moment uh, that we do in so many of the podcasts where we turn to the future very, very specifically and talk to our future audience, future generations. How are y'all doing today? Hello. Hello, hello. Hope everything is going as well as we hope it is. We hope it's a beautiful day in the future. There's always these questions that we like to address to our future audience. Uh, The first one is, um, here's how we expect that you all did it, future generations. What we're describing here in our podcast today, we have not been able to turn into a a social, global way of looking at our world and our life. We still, in so many cases, view our life as this finite, quick experience thing we do, and then we're going on to the next thing, and that colors what we do in this life. So we think that you all are at a different place. You all do view, as we're describing here, your lives as immortal. You you feel like your life is never-ending. So uh, how'd you do that? You know, how'd that orientation become something that's that's uh, global and is throughout your society? We think one of the things that you did is that you all actually taught this notion of common uniqueness and how to optimize your individuality and commonality with everyone uh, and not have your group orientations, your communities work against that. We believe that you put that into every major educational forum, schools, training, and so, uh, and, and even as part of a new and redesigned academic curriculum and experience, uh, we, we think so many of the things that you all are able to do in the future and have done is because of orienting children to a different way of looking at things. And then school and learning is, is a major engine for making that happen. Here's what we assume that you had to overcome, right? There were obstacles in your way. You had to overcome the frequent desire of people to put themselves above other people, right? Compete. You probably had to overcome the desire of people to separate themselves from other people. Hey, we're this tribe, you're that tribe. You had to overcome the desire to narrow or limit the people who we allow into our ongoing communities of caring as well. Which we talked about a lot when we were discussing communities of caring. Funny how all of these things seem connect. to connect and build on each other. So, so you know, you all are at this beautiful place where you view, uh, you have, you feel an, a responsibility and accountability for the future that's as real and meaningful to you as uh, the responsibility for the present is. And you may be looking back at us, you know, here in here in this century and going, why was this so hard? Why didn't you pull this off sooner? And a lot of the familiar reasons uh, of fear and, and, and such that we've discussed before. But uh, one thing that we'd like to lift up is that we aren't all trained or socialized on translating the direct human interactions that we have with people to other people and situations that we haven't directly experienced by habit. A lot of us kind of go, oh, I met somebody in that group of people that I used to be uncomfortable with or afraid of. Oh, that person, now I'm comfortable with, but I still am uncomfortable with everybody else that's in that group. We we think that you all have learned how to stop for a minute and go, I've had this new experience. What are all the situations and experiences I haven't had, though, that I can take this learning and assume Mm -hmm. and and apply it to? We think you probably, we had to unlearn some defenses that we've built up over the years, right? 
Do we have, do we have defenses? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We got lots of defenses (laughs) around other people, new people, new ideas, and the list goes on. There are so many reasons that we allowed our defenses to minimize, limit, and restrict this ability to believe in immortality. Yeah, so many of those defenses, Lee, I think come up because we judge ourselves from moment to moment and we keep score on ourselves from moment to moment. Again, one of those reasons why our curiosity lots of times is uh, diminished along the way and we don't open ourselves up to new things because, well, that would mean that we're less than now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or so I got the wrong answer or wrong answer. right. Yeah. 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 All right. So we hope this was interesting to you. Uh, we think it's an important point, not just for common uniqueness and ideals, but really for everything we've been talking about and thought it would be fun to take a moment and explore that a little bit with you. Yeah. Hope we've stimulated your imagination. Uh, we're going to reassert in closing, we are immortal. We are immortal. We're here forever. Do we fully understand in what form that takes? No, but we're here. We're here. See you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about Pictures Out There products, services, and communities, or to contact us, please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle at pics out there. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.